Quiet and Confused. I'm your host, Heather Evans. Today, I've invited three guests onto the program to talk a little bit about political activism and what it's been looking like here in the 9th District during this congressional race. Alyssa Hill is joining me today, who is a freshman over at UVA Wise, and it turns out she's going to pick political science as her major in the fall. Olivia Owens is a junior, also a political science major over at UVA Wise, and she's on the show today. And finally, you may remember Brandon Moore. He is also joining us today for this program. So thanks to all three of you for being on the show. Okay, so I've got questions. I got lots of questions. I want to interview both of my students a little bit about their political activism um, before the past week. So let me first start with Olivia. Olivia, can you tell us a little bit about how you feel politically in terms of like wanting to be engaged in the process? How engaged have you been before the last week? Well, before the last week, um, there hasn't really been much going on around here recently. I have done, well, it's a small area and a small town. I've always been relatively active online, sharing things, posting things. Um, just supporting what other people have posted. Um, but more specifically, I've been to March for Our Lives. There was one of those in Kingsport, I believe. Um, I've always tried to go to any like marches or protests. They had a Me Too march downtown Norton one year after um, there was a controversy at the John Iberton High School. And just to show support for the girls that were attending I Burton. Um, I've gone to a few little marches and things like that. I just really enjoy getting out and like saying stuff, just saying something. Yeah, using your voice. Absolutely. And Alyssa, how about you? Have you been very politically active before the last week? Um, I've always been politically active online, like Olivia. Like I was always sharing stuff, always outspoken about stuff. But um, in person, not really, just because I never had, like, the resources to do stuff like that. I think, um, the only thing I've ever done, like, in person besides this past protest was, um, I attended a Black Lives Matter protest, but other than that, that's, like, the only thing I've done political activism was. And Brandon, I want to talk with you a little bit. I know you're not currently in college, but have you been, would you consider yourself very politically active before, let's say, the last week or so? Oh, yeah. Um, you know, Black Lives Matter protests, um, the the rally in Richmond for gun rights, uh, of course, this. And as you know, I'm, I'm pretty active online with, with everybody. And, you know, despite what some committee members of the area say, um, online activism is activism. And I know that you and I met, Brandon, at something similar to what occurred uh, over the last weekend. So um, in the summer months last year in Russell County, and honestly, in multiple counties in the state of Virginia, you had um, things happening at school board meetings, talking about uh, transgender lives, right? Whether people could go to the restroom of their choosing. And that's where I met Brandon for the first time. So it's in a, in a space like that. Um, so what has happened over the last week? So for those listeners who are just tuning in or are wondering what in the world I'm talking about, last weekend on Sunday, it was Mother's Day, um, I had put together a, a march for reproductive rights. 
And the march uh, was here in Abingdon. It was actually outside the federal courthouse. And all three of the people on the show today came to it. So what, what did you all experience at the, at the event? So Olivia, I'll go to you first. What, what did you think about the event and, and everything that happened there? Once I got there, I was, I was just so happy. There were probably like 15 to 20 people there, I would say. Um, and I drove by at first and I saw everybody standing outside Morgan Griffith's office. And it's just so nice to see like, activism around here in a small community because it feels so much sometimes like only the young people care about this and it's not even only the young people I mean it is it's um it's more of a thing of like just it's not talked about around here people don't talk about politics around here it's a very like close-knit community so you would assume like what your neighbor thinks your other neighbor is probably going to think the same thing um it was just really nice to get out and see some people. It was a very validating experience, um, especially to see um, some of the older generations there. It made me like, it made me realize that this is a problem that is not just like in my head and it's not just all the, it's not just the young people trying to cause issues. It's been a problem for a long time and it's just, it's so invigorating to see people out talking about it and doing something about it. Yeah. How about you, Alyssa? What did you think about the event? Um, I honestly didn't expect as many of like the older generation to show out just because we're a small town in Southwest Virginia. I usually expect them to be more like right wing stuff like that. So it's very nice to see that um, even the younger generation has some support from the older generation. And I honestly liked that it was like a smaller group because that means it got like it could get a lot more personal with like the activism and stuff. And Brandon, what did you think about the event? I'm happy it happened. You know, when, when you and I were discussing it and you were like, well, when, when should we do this event? You know, I said, well, Mother's Day is coming up. Duh, you should be able to choose to be a mother or not to be a mother. And, um, you know, I expected a few more people there that had said they were coming and are, are members of committees and such, but they didn't show and that's fine. We had a, a pretty good turnout and um, everyone that was there you could tell they were really passionate about it. Yeah, and I um, I was thinking about the turnout too. So in the end, Olivia, you showed up a little bit later than when it started at the federal courthouse because you joined us right in front of Morgan Griffith's office. Yes. And a few people had kind of like left at that point and they left like right during that time. But at the beginning when I was kind of, you know, I'm doing the, the professor thing where I'm counting the number of people at this thing. I got to about, it was around 30, it was like 25 to 30, that the number was kind of there and that when we started. And then I also noticed as we started walking, there were people who were thinking about joining us. And there was one woman I talked to on the street. I said, you want to join us? And she says, well, yes, I'd like to, but I'm waiting on someone right now. And then I saw her again on the way back. So, I mean, I, I think actually that there could have been more people there had people shared the post. And there there wasn't a lot of sharing from people with large, larger social media platforms. I put it up, a couple other people shared it, but I didn't see a lot of, a lot of like groups or individuals or candidates really sharing the information. Well, one of the things you'll notice when we were there, you know, there were of course the hecklers, there were a few of those uh, driving by, but we were constantly getting people giving us thumbs up, honks, et cetera. These are people who may have actually showed up 
had they known, had people been sharing it, you know, we had, we had a congressional candidate show up who never let anybody know that it, this was happening before it happened. And, you know, I've seen the comments on their social media where it says, uh, how do you find out things like these are happening? Well, you share them. You know, that's the point. Um, I know the event was, we, we made it just a few days before it did happen, mm -hmm. but um, I had time to share. And some people did it, some people didn't, but that's how you get more attention to these events. Yeah, I think that's fair. And I do wish that that certain individuals would have shared it. And the candidate that he's talking about is Taisha Devon. Um, I think that it would have been fabulous. I didn't even know that she was coming until I received a message from another woman who was planning to come. I've, I've actually spoken with this woman before about holding a rally like that in Wise, maybe near campus. And she had asked for transportation, like, hey, I would love to come, but I don't have transportation. Do you know anyone? And I put up something on the event page saying, like, if anyone knows, if anybody's coming, let me know. And then I heard from her, I was about 24 hours before the event that she was planning to ride with Tasha Devon. That's the only way that I knew that she was going to be there. There was nothing posted on her page about it. And I, I think that was a missed opportunity. Alyssa, I know you've, you've spoken out a little bit about this too. What did you think? I mean, do you think that these candidates and other groups could share information like this a little better? Oh yeah, <clears throat> I definitely think so because Tasha Devon knew of the the march happening and she just chose not to share about it when I know people, especially on campus, that would absolutely love to attend stuff like this, but they have no way of doing it. So I definitely think Tasha missed the mark on just not speaking about something like this being held. So now let's shift our conversation a little bit. We're going to come back to Tasha Devon in a few moments, but I want to talk a little about the candidates running in the ninth district, just in general. So we've got, okay, a lot of this stuff's in the air. Um, we know that Morgan Griffith supposedly is going to be the Republican nominee. Supposedly, because from what I understand, Kimberly Lowe is trying to sue him or sue, not, not sue him, but like sue the process. She feels like, she had signatures and they didn't count them. Um, perhaps Taisha is going to be a candidate from the Democratic Party. I don't know if anything has happened with Elijah. Um, both of you, uh, Alyssa and, and Olivia, you are in my classes. And I know we talk about these candidates often and even Morgan Griffith as a representative. Do you feel like, do you feel connected to Morgan Griffith at all as a, as a representative? And Olivia, I'll go to you first. I do not feel connected to Morgan Griffith as a representative in the slightest. Um, before I had even taken your class, I had a very, very limited understanding of what his purpose even was. Um, he could have been the mayor for all I knew. Like, um, and since taking your class, I have realized how little I am. Um, I have just realized how I feel like he just thinks he's going to win. Like, I, <laughs> I feel like he doesn't see the people that he's representing. Shoot, I feel like he does not see the people he's representing as a priority when he should, because we're the people who are going to vote for him. But he doesn't make any efforts to come around or the statements that he will make are usually very limited and just straight to the point like what he released about Roe v. Wade. 
it's just he it does not feel like he values the people he works for how about you Alyssa I do not feel any connection towards him in the slightest I mean before I took your class I had no idea who he even was I could have seen him on the street and would have never thought twice about it and honestly I don't think he has the like ninth district in his interest in the slightest I think he just assumes that people are going to vote for him and that he's just going to stay in office and I definitely think he needs to come to the ninth district more often to engage with his the people that he's rolling over basically I know I would like to host him in class and I've told him that I think a lot of people have told him that Brandon, before we started the show today, you told me you weren't even, you didn't even realize he had an office here. You know, Heather, when I was these girls' age, I was a conservative. I was staunchly conservative. And, you know, it could be because of where I've grown up. We are one of the most conservative districts in the United States. Um, or it could just be because of family being conservative or, or just being misguided, you know. Um, but Griffith is one of the main reasons that I am no longer a conservative. Um, the man has done nothing for us. Nothing. And you're right. I didn't know he had an office in Abingdon because he's never there. I have never set eyes on Morgan Griffith the entire time I have been involved in political activism. And that's sad. Okay. So we have a candidate, Morgan Griffith, who we don't really have a connection with. He doesn't really visit us. Perhaps he thinks the state ends somewhere near Blacksburg. I'm not sure. But he, when he comes to town, he does this kind of, I've heard this from other people, you know, he kind of comes in and, and leaves and nobody really knows where he's going to be and things like that. Like it's, there's no announcement, there's no post, there's none of that. And in my mind, I was drawing connections between that and Tasha Devon and coming to the rally. I really wanted to see her, let people know she's coming, let them know that there's a rally now, this is my personal opinion, but how do the rest of you feel about this? I'm slightly conflicted about how I feel about Tasha Devon because I she did not come up to me in the rally and introduce herself. Her campaign manager, I believe, did. Um, she was so sweet. She was nice. She told me about all of the um, Democrat and like the things around here that young people can do to get involved in politics. And she was great. Um However, she handed me her business card, or not even her business card, she handed me Tasia's business card, and she pointed at her name on the bottom, and I didn't even realize that this was Tasia Devon's campaign manager, Had and she didn't even let me know that Tasia was there, um, and then after that, uh, the march had ended, and we were, everybody was leaving, and I was walking back to my car with one of the older ladies that were there, and I was telling her about how this area, it's just it's gone downhill. There's no jobs. There's not a lot to do around here. It's just a miserable area for young people. And Tasha turned around and she told me that that's why she was running. She wanted to make this area better. And I heard that and I was like, oh, that's amazing. That's great. And because I didn't even, I didn't recognize, I didn't realize who she was. I didn't, I had no clue. And then I'm hearing about her deleting comments and things like that. And it just is so disappointing. It is so disappointing because I had a conversation with her and it felt like she actually wanted to do something for the area. And she may, she actually, she probably does, but she needs to be much more involved with the people in this area to make those changes, in my opinion. 
Yeah, you mentioned the deleting of the comments. So I do want to spend a little time talking about that today. And Alyssa, that involves you. So can you it tell does. us a little bit about what, hap- what happened on Friday? Ever since the whole, the overturning of Roe v. Wade, I uh, had been paying attention to which candidates were speaking out and which weren't. And as a young Democrat in Southwest Virginia, I was just waiting to see if Taisha Devon would speak out against it. And so I made a comment on one of her posts and was like, what is your opinion on what is happening, especially since you're running for a district that is very high in poverty? And my comment was deleted. And so I commented again on a different post and was like, why was my comment deleted? I was just asking your opinion. And I was hit back with, oh, it must have been a Facebook glitch. And she told me to restate my question. And I did. And like, I think it was like 15 hours later, I finally got a response. But that response was just my question put into like a statement form. And so I just gave up and I guess just forced myself to be satisfied with such a crappy response, honestly. So I was alerted that this was happening and I was watching this and I noticed that the comment back to you, that was like the final, like actually responding about the question you asked happened just a couple hours before the March. And honestly, if somebody had been on her Facebook page looking for her opinion on Roe, they would not have found it. There's nothing on her Facebook page that's really about any issues at all. I mean, and I'm saying this as a person who studies candidates and studies their social media. I look for, like I catalog the way people use Twitter and the way people use Facebook. There are a lot of meet and greet, like you'll see like images of her meeting with democratic committees, but you won't see her talking about issues. And so if, if just a random person was on her page, they probably would not have seen that exchange with you and her, where eventually she replied to you and said what she did about Roe v. Wade, they wouldn't have seen anything till the event was over. And then she used the photos from the event to then make a statement about, about how she feels about Roe v. Wade. And it was just, it was very disappointing to me because your, your comment was deleted and okay. How did that make you feel as a, as a potential voter for, for Tasha? It definitely just like made me lose my faith in her because when she came to class, I was, it felt nice to see a candidate who shared my same beliefs. And so I was really planning on voting for her until she acted the way she did. And I was like, it sucks because you lost a potential voter for you. Yeah, yeah, it does. And it, it means that you're not being heard or feel represented. And you, you thought you were being represented there for a period of time. And now you kind of, it kind of burnt you out a little bit from that. Yeah. Now the day after, or actually it was the day of the, the rally here in Abingdon, when, when everyone went home, um, Taisha and her team, they put up some images, they put up some comments about how she felt about Roe v. Wade. And Brandon, I know that you commented on that. What happened with with your comments? Well, you know, I'm a a firm believer in being able to criticize and call out your candidates and your politicians. If they're not doing something that they should be doing, or they're running their campaign in a bad way, you should be able to say something to them. After all, they are representing us. They are our voices that are supposed to be out here, you know, doing what 
we want, what we the people are, are caring about. Let's put it that way. Okay, so I already had a feeling that because she had not posted anything about Roe versus Wade, and it was six days before she did, 15 hours and one dirty delete later, that she was only coming to this event for a photo op. And being a photographer, I actually know that's exactly what she was doing. Okay. I'd already been vocal with the fact that she had deleted Alyssa's comment. And just for the record, for anyone listening, Appalachian people are not dumb. We know what a dirty delete is. And many of us actually run pages and realize that the only way that comment was deleted was not a glitch. Either the admin of the page deleted it or the commenter deleted it. And it definitely was not the commenter. Okay. So I go to her page. I point out that she had not said anything about Roe versus Wade until she had a photo op. And that I was also very, very disappointed in the fact that she had not shared the event before going to the event. Within minutes, I'm banned from her Facebook page. Comment deleted, banned. Friends of mine went and said that she needed to unban me because, by the way, if she by some chance was to win, it's already law that she has to unban me. You cannot ban members of your district who you represent when you are a politician. Okay. It's freedom of speech. It's protected by that. But she banned me. And then she made it to where only certain people could comment on this post. So she's scared of criticism. She is terrified of criticism. And if you can't handle criticism, stay off the ballot. Yeah. I noticed um, because I was alerted that you had been blocked and then I noticed, Alyssa, that you had commented a couple times. Uh, you were not blocked, correct? I mean, you still have access to the page. Yeah, I do. And I think the only reason she didn't do anything to my comments is because she had already deleted one comment from me. I, I wondered the same. Um, and then I noticed there were a couple other people on there that had commented. I think there were two other people. One person asking specifically for you to be unbanned a second person asking for information about how these things happen because they wanted, they would love to know when things like, so they could meet her or like come out and like be in support of this sort of, sort of thing, like this sort of issue. And so, but on my end, like when I went over there, um, it showed for me, I, there's no way that I can comment on anything at this point. It's only, I can like it or I can share it. But I think that for Brandon, given that he's banned, you can't see the page now at all. I cannot see the page. Actually, you know, I expect this from the right. Kimberly Lowe did the same thing when I criticized her on riding around on a Trump bus, but asking for donations when diesel is five sixty a gallon. Okay. Uh, she has banned me from her page. To have the side that I'm more likely to vote for, being Democrat, where uh, I'm a moderate, but I, I tend to lead pretty left, to have them ban me, okay, we have nobody running worth a darn now. So in the end, Alyssa, I know that you are kind of feeling like you, you may not want to, you know, vote this time, perhaps. Olivia, you want to get engaged. You want to keep getting engaged in the, in protests, right? Yes. You know, you, you came out, you did this event and like, you want to get engaged even more. Brandon, how are you feeling at this? I mean, you just said, you know, we don't have candidates that really. Listen, your voice is the most powerful thing you have. And the First Amendment does protect our right to criticize these candidates. The 19th Amendment protects our right to vote as we see fit. It also protects our right to not vote for these people. And while I'll still be active in, in political advocacy, and I will still 
be voicing my opinion of these candidates, just apparently not on their pages. I definitely will not be voting for Tasha. It would take an act of Congress itself to somehow get me to vote for Tasha. Definitely not voting for Morgan Griffith, which was a certain to begin with. So I guess once again, I'll be writing in Heather Evans as <laughs> the, the congressional, uh, congressional candidate there. So, you know. Maybe in the future. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, I, you know, I hope, I, I hope if I were to give advice, which by the way, I've given advice to candidates before and they don't like it. But if I were to give advice to candidates anywhere, it would be that you should have a, a campaign website that lists specific issues that you care about and specifically how you're going to work on them and what your plan is for wherever you're at, whether that's New York or Texas or Oklahoma or Indiana, wherever, right? What are you actually going to do for the citizens there? What is it that you care about? And I would have, you know, I would tell them you have to have a platform. You have to have a platform and you have to also start responding it. I went over to Morgan Griffith's page last night. And I mean, he's talking more about things that are affecting people in this area right now than anybody else that's running. He's talking about gas. There have been no posts about gas prices on anyone else's pages. And so like if, if I were to tell somebody who wants to run, like what you need to do is you need to respond every time. Like if you're actually going to run in the ninth district, you need to respond every time Morgan Griffith says something. You need to respond immediately. Actually, you need to beat him to the punch. You need to start talking about an issue and forcing him to respond to you. Well, and I just don't, I don't see that happening here. And I, I wish that it would. Heather, on that note, if you actually care about an issue, speak about that issue immediately. You know, we've seen Democrats and Republicans alike, whether they agree with Roe versus Wade or disagree with Roe versus Wade, immediately upon that go to sleep, post about it. Okay, six days later, she posts about it. And there's something I want to ask Alyssa. Alyssa, you were at that, that march, and I think you had told me that Tasha sat right next to you. Did she speak to you? No, she was writing on her poster board, but she never once even introduced herself or even, like, looked at me. It's a huge missed opportunity. Especially considering that she is the person whose comment got deleted. Yeah, that's a that's a huge missed opportunity. Well, I hope, Alyssa, Olivia, and Brandon, that when I hold another one of these rallies, you guys are all going to be at it. Mm-hmm. And we'll have signs ready, and we'll have megaphones next time, and all that good stuff. Maybe I'll actually get me, a, I have to get a permit to have a megaphone. I don't know if I told you all that. But yeah. uh, so if I had a noise-increasing machine, of some kind, a microphone or whatever, like I would have to have a permit. And I was like, well, my lungs will work. It's fine. I don't need a permit. Next time though, I do, a friend of mine just mailed me a megaphone. So I'm ready for the next time. (laughs) Olivia, I hope that this summer you're going to be in Wisconsin and you're looking for some political things to do there, some activism to do there. I hope that you find some opportunities there. Um, That would be fantastic. Alyssa, I don't want to discourage you for being involved in politics. I hope that in the future, candidates start responding to you. And Brandon, I wish candidates would leave your comments up and either ignore them or actually respond to you. It would be nice to get some responses. Well, Heather, you know, I could be a lot meaner than I am with those comments, but I'm I'm pretty civil with it. And I would really love to have some conversation with them, but I guess I just scare them. I don't know. (laughs) Something. Yeah, go ahead. Um, just about the, uh, Taisha and everything being deleted. I really feel like maybe mm, 
it's almost like almost every like Democrat or non-Republican that runs around here is like they're scared to actually say what they think about issues. It's like they they're hoping that they can swing some Republican voters. They're not going to swing Republican voters. We need to be like loud and proud and out about how we feel. And it uh, there's just there's nobody wins an argument by not not giving their side. Uh, I don't know. That's perfect, Olivia. That's a perfect way to end this conversation. So if you're going to run, say it with your chest, right? Yes. Like say, say what you mean. Thanks to all three of you for being on the show. And for anyone who missed out on the beginning of the show, you can listen again on Spotify or iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, this was Red, White, and Confused. See you next time.